Thank you for pressing play on episode 131 of A-Sides. I'm Andy, and as we inch closer to the fourth anniversary of A-Sides, I recorded this conversation with Adam Jaffe of the band Pistols at Dawn. They're a hungry young band on the scene, and Brent and I actually saw them open up for Fozzie and Ugly Kid Joe back in the spring up in Moline, Illinois. So it was a good time, and I thought, what better than to try to record a conversation with Adam, who founded the band Pistols at Dawn. You're going to be hearing a lot about them. So let's dive into this episode, episode 131 of A-Sides. Look, it's rock and roll! And cue music. What's up, man? So, man, you've had an awesome year so far in 2023. You had the Alter Bridge and Mammoth Tour yep. earlier in the spring, and then Fozzie and Ugly Kid Drew, and I got to see you guys playing out on that one. Where did you see us? Um, It was Moline, the Rust Belt. Ah, we love that place. That place is dope as hell. One yeah. of the best shows we had. Oh, really? Cool, cool. Yeah, that tour. Absolutely. Can't wait to go back there. Loved Illinois. Uh, we played several places in Illinois, and just it was awesome. You know, it was uh, an amazing, it's been an amazing year, uh, both with our performance on the charts, uh, with Under the Surface, and now with Fly Radio Edit. The tours were just second to none. It was incredible, playing in front of Alter Bridge and Mammoth's uh, crowds and with those guys who are just the nicest in the industry doing 40 shows back to back with that tour and then ugly with Fozzie Fo- and ugly kid Joe who was touring after 27 years in the states you know we were just blessed and played our asses off had 40 great shows and and uh, we're ready for more we're, we just played Missouri two nights ago we're going to Madison this weekend and uh, Vegas the end of the month and then we're planning a headlining tour now and we're going to Europe in in, in the new year Oh, awesome. I was going to ask what your plans were for next year, uh, but it sounds like, yeah, they're already in the works. You know, we're going to tour as much as humanly possible. When we came home from the previous tours, we didn't take a huge break. We probably took a week off, two weeks off, maybe two weeks off. Yeah. And and, uh, honestly, we went right back to writing the new album, uh, which is going to come out in 24. So we have 10 tracks ready to go, maybe 11. The album is going to be, I think it's going to be the best album we've ever done. Awesome, man. I'm looking forward to it because I dig Ascension. It's got some good tracks on there. Appreciate that very much. You said you like coming to Illinois. I saw that even last fall you did like a radio tour, like acoustic uh, show, yeah. like in the Midwest and that. Yeah, we did. It was so much of it was in the Midwest. And even on both of the tours that we just went on, we did so much in the Midwest. Midwest is like rock central. If you're going to be in a rock band, you better be plan on spending time in the Midwest. And we love it there. I mean, the yeah. people... The people in the Midwest are a so nice, and they're always so receptive and so behind the music, and they're so into it. And so we love those kinds of shows, oh, you know. Right. 
yeah, Illinois was dope as hell, as were all the other Midwestern states. And we we honestly can't wait to get back there. That's a it's a priority for us to come back to Illinois on on our headlining tour, which we're planning now. Oh, cool, cool. Was that the first time you were like away on the road on a tour, uh, the radio thing? Yeah. The, the, so the radio tour, yes. Yes. Yeah. When we went to, what did we go to? We went to Rockford, Illinois, and we went to, um, we went to a couple places in Illinois on that radio tour. And that was our first touring experience. Yeah. And it was, it was interesting because it was, it was honestly, it was like late November, uh, just before Thanksgiving. And so the Midwest in late November, especially the Northern Midwest, oh, you know, man, yeah. we up in, to, to Northern Wisconsin, <laughs> man, we were in blizzards. It was, you know, we're from Georgia. We're from Atlanta. Uh, we're used to beautiful, beautiful hot weather all year and then nice, simple winters. And that was something else. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> so like, did you have any good experiences playing with like Alter Bridge um, Fozzie and those guys, like, did you get to interact with them too out there? Yeah. I mean, that's what's so cool. When we got to the Alter Bridge tour, I mean, the very first day, the guys in Alter Bridge, the guys in Mammoth, they were so nice. I would say that, and so, same with their crew, I would say that once they saw that we could hold our own uh, during that first show in Oklahoma with the Alter Bridge tour and Mammoth, once their crew and the, and the guys in each band saw that we really came to play, you know, we, you know, we buddied up with them. They're, they're the nicest guys. We hung out with them every day. The guys in Alter Bridge would come hang out uh, throughout the tour. Uh, just, just honestly, um, gentlemen, I, I don't even know how to explain it. Like, like you just, you, you never expect that. You always expect, you know, guys to act, you know, uh, like they're better than you, this, that, the other. Yeah, they like were the food chain they, kind of thing. Yeah, they, yeah. they were, we, we knew who the headliner was and so did they, but but honestly, they were like our instant buddies. And the guys in Mammoth, the nicest guys in the world. Wolfgang Van Halen, one of the nicest guys in the world. Just he, just like any guy on the street that you'd meet. Just super, super sweet. And same with their crews. And I think they even had a policy with their crews. Just like they would ask us, are our crews being nice to you? And they would want to make sure that we were taken care of. And man, they really took good care of us. And their crews were so nice. Then we got to Fozzie and Ugly Kid Joe and the nicest guys. Uh, honestly, I mean, like we knew some of the Fozzie guys from Atlanta. We all started in Atlanta and um, um, way back when, when they did Stuck Mojo and stuff. So we instantly bonded with them and we knew a lot of the same people. And Chris Jericho, he was super nice when he was there. He's very busy, obviously, with his wrestling and stuff. But the rest of the guys in the band, we were with them nonstop. Their crews were amazing. Uh, the guys in Ugly Kid Joe, honestly, one of the coolest bands ever. Uh, Whitfield Crane and Klaus and the other guys in the band are just the nicest guys you could ever meet. I mean, we were we were just great friends from the first day. There was never a level of arrogance. There was never a level of we're on top or anything. It was just let's all go out and put on a great tour and let's be friends and hang out and have fun. And um, uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, if it wasn't and I loved I love being with Whitfield Crane because if it wasn't rad. You know, if it wasn't Rad, you know, he's a true Californian, then <laughs> then he wasn't doing it and he wasn't going to be a part of it. And I love that about him because honestly, he would just want to make sure that everybody was having a good time at all times. And and, uh, you know, we were blessed to have that as our first two big tours. And 
And now that we're back and we're playing these one-off shows, we did a benefit in Missouri, in Springfield, Missouri, Friday night. We're going to Taste of Madison. We're going to play in front of 10, 20, 30, 40,000 people on Saturday. And then we're going to Vegas for a big radio conference at the end of the month. You know, we just want to play. We don't care. You know, now now we just want to play in as much as possible. So we're going to book as many shows as we can through the end of the year and uh, and then just go nonstop in, in 24 uh, and hopefully the new album will just take us truly to the promised land. If if Fly Radio Edit, which is out now, doesn't yeah. because it's flying it's flying up the charts. We're we're just at the top forty. We're just about to break the top forty on Billboard, Media Base, and Secondary, and that's in less than three weeks. So awesome, um, man! Good job. Thank you. We're just riding the wave, and but we're we're controlling the wave. If you know what I mean? Sounds like those tours. You got a taste of it. And now you're really hungry for more. I would say so. Yeah. I would say so. So yeah, I look back and you kind of like launched your band like you basically launched it like right in the middle of the pandemic, right? In uh, 2020. So man, good job for breaking through there. Definitely. We, we went pro in 20, decided to go all the way. I was all yeah. in. The rest of the band was all in. Uh, and then like three months later, boom, there's this worldwide pandemic. And I was just like, screw it. At which point we put out eight music videos, uh, our EP. Uh, we did it all. You know, we, we spaced out as much as possible you know, we didn't, you know, fortunately we kept our health and, and we did everything right. But I, basically we spent gazillions of hours engaging with people throughout the pandemic and entertaining them. And so when when we came out of the pandemic, we had a lot of people wanting to work with us and that really gave us the boost we need to, to be the pro band that we are now. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. That was the perfect time to kind of be active on social media with everybody at home and just kind of being on their phones all the time. Exactly. So you had said you had started to do that right at the start of 2020. Is that like a goal you wanted to go all in in the music business? Is that something that you were kind of putting uh, in the works up until then? So so the guys that I put that, that I was originally uh, in the band with, uh, Billy and Devin yeah. and Mike Buffa, uh, who unfortunately is not, no longer with us, we started playing together in 15. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of took a break after we recorded our first couple singles. And then uh, Mike, unfortunately, passed away from cancer. And then a couple years went by. And then my buddy Devin, my old buddy Devin, uh, who's no longer in the band, he he called me up and he said, you know, we've, we've got to do this. We've got to play. And I thought we were just going to play for fun for a minute. So we started playing uh, in the summer of 19. And by the conclusion of 19, it was clear that, you know, all the stuff we had done since we were little – we really had great material. We really had what we felt people would truly love in the music industry. And so at the beginning of 20, in January of 20, that's when we kind of got together. And I I went to them and I was basically like, listen, if I, I, I have to go all in on this. Let's do this. Yeah. Uh, and the other guys were like, yep, let's do this. And so I basically told them, you know, once I'm all in, we go all the way. We go as far as this band can possibly go. Um, and we take over as much as we possibly can. And we become that big touring act that we've always dreamed of being since we were little boys, you know, and they were on board and it kind of went from there. You kind of basically had another career and then you were kind of playing in bands, but you're like, man, I want to get serious with this and make this my life now. Is yes. that kind of, yeah. 
Yeah, we all we all had. I mean, we'd all grown up playing in lots of bands in Atlanta, a big music scene in Atlanta. So we all knew each other, and you know, some of us had been together in multiple bands. And finally, it was it was just the type of thing where we knew we had we wrote great yeah. music together, yeah. and then it was just about making the actual full commitment to go all in. Yeah. Meaning bands all the time and why you hear so many bands have so many different lineups until they make it big uh, so many times are because people aren't necessarily aware or serious about the true level of commitment you have to make to be in the music industry. It is, it is one of the biggest challenges of my existence, this whole thing that I've done to date and going forward. And, and I'm just saying like the only way to do it is all the way all the time, no stopping, no matter what you have yeah. to go through, you break through and you keep your head down and you don't stop. And that even means like, you know, I'm not playing, like we had some lineup changes that had to take place uh, for one reason or another. And, you know, that's just a part of the business, you know, and, and I'm, and I'm, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm sad. It couldn't work out perfectly with the first guys that, that were in this band all together, but you know, to be a true pro act, you've got to go, You've probably got to go through a few lineup changes in order to get to your final lineup that's going to go the rest of the of the way because it is a, it is a grind it is hard work it is the hardest work uh that i can think of um you know and to get where everyone else wants to go you gotta you gotta push your way through and battle that is like a very relatable story that you have and you even kind of reminded me of a line are you familiar with the show breaking bad oh yeah I think Mike said something to what was it, Walter? He's like, no half measures. You got to go all the way. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to go into the into the meth industry, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. you got to go all in. Well, same yeah. thing with the music industry, my friend. There's no there's no dipping your toe in the water in the music industry and staying for any long period of time. And that's kind of what I learned in the various bands that I was in up until Pistols at Dawn. You know, I think... That's the if I could teach young musicians who want to be pro band members and be in big pro bands and make it uh, to where we've made it to so far. I mean, that's the one thing I would tell them is just you've got to put your head down and you never stop no matter what, no matter how hard it gets. Nothing. You, you don't stop. What kind of bands inspired you or what were you listening to when you were a kid? I loved I loved Metallica, of course. I loved a lot of the '80s rock. A lot of I was inspired by a lot of the '80s rock growing up. So like like uh, Guns N' Roses, going into the '90s, Jane's Addiction, Living Color, Rush. You know, these are some of the best drummers in the world, and you know that type of music really, really pushed me. And, you know, you move forward. Obviously, I got majorly into Seven Dust. I'm from Atlanta. And so Morgan Rose, watching him when I was little, I, we used to go into the rehearsal space. We used to share rehearsal space that they would get ready for tour on a while back. And they let us come sit in and watch. You know, we oh, were kids. Cool. And, and it was the coolest thing on earth. And, you know, I was so inspired by him and uh, Godsmack, Shannon Larkin with Godsmack. Uh, obviously, Neil Peart. Obviously, Lars Ulrich from Metallica. Um, you know, you can't go wrong, but then, but then you move forward and then you get into like Foo Fighters, you know, Taylor, T 
Taylor Hawkins, before he died, man, that dude was one of the best drummers ever. Travis Barker, Blink-182. I have so much respect for that dude. I can't even tell you. And that band, you know, I mean, like, these are these are my heroes. Oh, awesome, man. Well, I talk about a lot of, like, records on my podcast. Like, what was your first record or CD that you owned? I can remember, as a matter of fact, I had, uh, I had ACDC. And that's another uh, Phil Rudd with ACDC, yeah. another one of my favorite <laughs> bands ever, best one of the best live bands ever, one of the best drummers in the pocket, straight ahead. And he he taught me by listening to his type of music. It really taught me to play for the song and just keep it simple, keep it powerful, but keep it simple. It was an ACDC album, and then I got Van Halen 1984. They were dominating the videos back then, too. I remember Van Halen being all over then. Like, what's on Shuffle right now or on your phone? So, uh, Gojira, uh, Deftones. Uh, I love the new Seven Dust. They have a couple tracks on their new album, which are better than anything I think they've written in a very long time. Mad respect to those guys. They, a couple of them even came to our, our, our Alter Bridge shows. They were going to see Alter Bridge in Mammoth. And uh, we got to meet them and have them see us, which was which was inspiring. Who else lately? Some new music. Uh, I'm an old school dude, so I listen. I listen to Horn. I listen to Mud, Old Mudvayne. I listen to uh, Old Slipknot. You name it. I mean, just give me a heavy mix, and I'm I'm a happy dude. I also love alt rock. So, you know, like I said, Foo Fighters, uh, My Chemical Romance, uh, Twenty One Pilots. You know, I love I love these bands and their drummers are just stupidly talented. I've never totally taken the dive into 21 Pilots. Like I've heard all the radio Dude, stuff, but let me tell you something. I hadn't either. I didn't think anything of their music or anything when I heard Riot and a couple other tracks. And then one of my old bandmates from way back told me I had to see their live show. And he he played a live show for me. Get on YouTube. Pull up one of their live uh -huh. tours, live shows, okay? Dude, these two guys put on one of the best live shows on the planet. Like, <laughs> their, their lighting and effects, they go, they, they, they invest so heavily into production. It's amazing what two guys can do. And they're so talented, at which point you realize what geniuses they are at writing music and playing music and, and playing music live. And I highly suggest uh, tonight, this week, get on YouTube and watch one of their concerts because you're going to be blown away. I will, man, right after this, dude. <laughs> How'd you find Will, like your guitar player? Yeah, so amazingly, our phenom, 22-year-old, unbelievable, holy shit guitar player, yeah. <laughs> uh, we un unbelievably, um, after we had parted ways with the guy who played lead prior to him, a guy named Tommy, we put out a simple ad on Craigslist, and I get this, I get this crazy message from this kid that he wants to come play guitar for us. And he, he, he connected us to his website where he had all sorts of, I mean, I'm talking like Eddie Van Halen-esque 
solos and just crazy stage presence and and this big old smile on his face. <laughs> yeah. He was featured in this very cool Bon Jovi tribute band. And, you know, he was just that good. Like you you just don't see he's he's a once in a generation talent. He is he is Eddie Van Halen Jr. Like I don't even know how to put it. He's that good and he's that cool and he's that nice. And he came up and just to challenge him, I said, learn our whole catalog for your audition. Because, we, you know, if you're going to have a lead, you got to have somebody who's talented. Yeah. This guy comes in and he literally knew our entire catalog. And so we gave him the gig on the spot and we played a week. We, we, we uh, recorded the Under the Surface video the week later, went on tour with Alter Bridge within 12 weeks. He oh, killed it. Well, damn. Yeah, he did. He did. And if you saw us at the Rust Belt, then you saw him solo uh, yeah. to start the show. And, you know, I mean, there's not many guitar players on earth that will go out in front of Wolfgang Van Halen and Mark Tremonti yeah. and start the opening act with a solo <laughs> in front of True. thousands of people every single night. And let me tell you, there were nights on that tour where Tremonti and Wolfgang and the other members of Alter Bridge or, or Mammoth, they would all literally just pop out and watch Will. You know, because it's just mesmerizing to see uh, this 22-year-old phenom just enjoy the fuck out of it. I don't even know how to tell you. He's that good and he enjoys it. Like, he's just having the time of his life. And that's inspiring to be with at all times. So that's how we found him. Oh, awesome, man. You know, our singer now, his name's John Suktu Singh. And um, uh, we plucked him out of Miami, Florida. Oh, and cool. uh, this guy, this guy just... Just uh, I don't know. I don't know how to say it. He's just he's just a naturally gifted, wonderful, wonderful dude, wonderful singer. Uh, he's just got the full package. He's the nicest guy. Um, and he just presents so beautifully and and he just fit in with what we were doing. Same with our bassist, Gabriel Cuevas. Uh, Cuevas. He uh, he and Gabriel uh, were in, are in a band down in Miami. And um, they do progressive metal. And we saw them online and just were blown away by them. And we knew we had to have them. And uh, they came up and and the rest is history. Are all the guys you just mentioned, are they on the new recorded version of Fly? Yes. Yeah. So yeah. Fly Radio Edit, what had happened was, was that um, the initial version, it had a different singer on it. His name was Chris Pearson. That was our first singer. And... Ultimately, because changes had been made and there was a lot of screaming on the first on the first uh, version of this of this uh, song. Yeah. If you listen to the song on Ascension, it, it has a lot of screaming in it and the screaming's great. But our radio team called us up and they were like, listen, a lot of the stations just aren't going to play it that much because of the scream as much screaming as there is. Could you get us a radio edit? And we had the new guys and I went to them and I was like, I was like, do you guys want to go ahead and put this together now? And they were instantly just like, yes, we'll do it immediately. And they were just so excited so they could sink their teeth into the music themselves and make it their own. And so they went into the studio, boom, within three days we had the track and we're, you know, we're pounding up the charts right now. Good, man. John Tuktu sings, the singer. Yeah. Uh, Gabriel Cuevas is on it. And then obviously it has uh, Will James as the, plays all the guitar on it. So you had uh, even teased something, I think, follow your Instagram. You made a post 
about asking people to like suggest covers because you want to record a cover for the new album. Can you say what that was or what actually made the cut? Uh, I can't. We're keeping it as a surprise. Uh, we want the new album to have some real pop. Yeah. And uh, this band has never, for a multitude of reasons, this band has never put out a cover before. And we play covers live, but we've never yeah. put out our own version of a cover. And so we we wanted to get people's input. You know, they, they our, our true fans, our true super fans, we our true super supporters. We wanted to hear what they wanted us to play. And so we, we took all of it to heart and uh, we were able to come up with something that no one is going to see coming. And and we're huh. still working on it. And I hope we pull it off because if we can, uh, it's going to be the first time this song has ever been truly like covered in a unique way and put out to radio. And I hope we can actually do it. It's something we're still working on, but it looks like we're going to be able to. And if we can and we pull it off and it's not cheesy, it's going to be it's going to be just stupidly cool. Other than like rock music, I guess, do you um, have any other kind of musical interests from growing up in like in Atlanta? Because I know that that's like a big like hip hop area too, right? Yeah, man. I mean, I like it. I, I'm a music lover and a music fan. I've been to a thousand concerts. You know, I'll go see anything, anybody, anywhere, whether it be. I love rock. I love metal. I love alternative rock. I love, you know, this is going to sound strange coming from a power drummer, but I friggin' love country. I grew up in the South, yeah. you know, I, I, you know, I, I, I love country and all that it represents. It's a lot of fun, you know, it's beer drinking and, and, <laughs> yeah. and just having a good old time, you know? And so, but yeah, give me some good hip hop too, you know, throw on some Eminem, throw on some, some puffy. I'm, I'm, I'm a happy dude. And so it's like, if you grow up in Atlanta, you're really in this melting pot of country and hip hop and rock and metal and, and even like the black crows, you know, we grew up with, with the black crows and driving and crying in Atlanta. And, you know, it's hard not to be into like Southern rock music, like Zach Brown band from Georgia, you know, I mean, they're so talented. You're going to see them at some point if you're from Georgia. Yeah. So I like it all, man. I'm, I'm a true music fan right on like what kind of like activities do you do like when you have downtime or what did you do on the road i guess too to kill time between sound check and the performance downtime simple i love the beach i love the lake i love getting out on the water um i love going to concerts and i love just fucking chilling and watching movies and hanging out and kicking back with my dogs and my family and stuff i mean the reality on the road is it's a grind going from place to place yeah. and you know, we're fortunate. We have the means to stay in hotels every night. So it's comfortable. We get a good night's rest. So we feel good. We're always ready to play. And that's one of the reasons we play so well on the road, I think. But honestly, it's just going to get them from one place to another. I manage the band with our manager, you know, so I take care of the band. I run the band. So that takes all of my time anytime we're on tour. Oh, so uh, you don't have the downtime then because you're kind of, yeah. There's really, there's really no downtime for me between managing the band and managing the tour while we're on tour because I TM, I tour manage the show, the, the tours for now. Um, I also have some other business interests that help take care of giving the bands real, the band really great opportunities. And between those business interests and the band's business interests, dude, I, I don't have a second. I don't have a second to myself on the road, man. Yeah. You're going a million miles an hour there, <laughs> but you know what? The shows make it all worth it because once, once, once they fade to black and will kicks into a solo, uh, I transport into another world. I hit harder than than most live and I love every minute of it. It's it's uh you know, it's it's like a marathon when you're playing as hard as I play. 
You know, I don't sit back and just tap the drums. I beat the living shit out of the drums. And, you know, I challenge my body to to do that every night. And it's it's awesome. And I feel great afterwards. And, you know, on to the next show, on to this weekend. Yeah, for real, man. Were there any venues that kind of stood out to you, too? Because you mentioned coming back to Illinois. Like, were there any favorite places you had to play? Like, That's the thing. Rust Belt was definitely one of them. Uh, In uh, Epic Event Center in Green Bay, Wisconsin, incredible. Um, The Criterion uh, in Oklahoma City. I loved in Kansas City. We played, that was one of our favorite shows. A huge, beautiful, gorgeous, old theater venue with gazillions of people it was epic uh playing the paramount theater in seattle was a bucket list show uh this shirt i'm wearing uh the machine shop north of detroit in flint michigan one of the most iconic venues on earth that i've dreamed of playing my whole life you know we played a bunch of outdoor shows those were just epic i I, you know i I could just go i could talk about the venues all night i mean even we you know we played we played uh in cleveland uh at the at the what was that called? Can't remember the name. Just, just so many beautiful, gorgeous theaters. Even in St. Charles, Illinois, we're talking about Illinois. Yeah, in St. Charles, Illinois, we played what uh, the Arcadia Theater. Yeah. Uh, just a gorgeous old venue. You know, it was beautiful. And and that's one of the best things about being in a touring pro act is that you get to go to these iconic places that you know you've read about, dreamed about, thought about. And here you are, you know, just throwing down like it's nothing, you know, like this weekend we're playing in Madison, you know, we're going to play in front of somewhere between 10 and 40,000 people at this big taste of Madison. They have that WJJO has, it's just going to be an awesome place to be and an awesome place to play. We're playing with nonpoint and uh tap root yeah. and, and otherwise. So we're very stoked about that. That sounds cool, man. And um, well, that machine shop that's on your shirt, like, I always see people like bands like taking photos in that thing with all the what is it like stickers and we band logos? Yeah, we did that. That was one of the coolest moments yeah. ever. You know, is that I mean, what is, is that, that like a little closet or something? It's a hallway. It's a hallway in between. It's it's a small venue. It's a very small venue. Yeah, and it's a hall which makes it so intimate. And they take such good care of it. And the staff and crew are just so nice and so awesome and so good to us and so good to you. And it's literally just this little hallway from the outside uh, coming into where the stage is. And they shut the door and you've got that, you know, you've got that iconic moment that every major band in history has ever, has ever had. Like, I remember like on that tour as well, we played in Oklahoma City at Diamond Ballroom. That's it. And it was the same thing. You know, they had pictures of every band that's played there over the last like 50 years, you know, Patsy Klein had played there and oh, wow. Loretta Lynn, but then you also had Slayer and Pantera who'd been there multiple times. And you had just every major band ever in history had gone through that ballroom, had gone through the machine shop. And, and you can feel the history when you're there, you know, you like, you, you know, you're, you're, you're somewhere special when you're playing. I've noticed one thing too, with your band, like you guys do a lot of like charity shows too. Cause isn't that what you just did last weekend? Yeah. I mean, there's Is nothing there? better, yeah. nothing better. There's nothing better than giving than playing to benefit other people. Like one of the greatest things about the guys I play with, they are so authentic and genuine and giving and caring and kind. And you know, when it comes to helping people, if we can do that by just playing some music where people, you know, pay pay ticket money so they can have a kick-ass show to help others what could be better 
And, and so multiple times per year, like we do our own annual holiday New Year's type charity show. And so, you know, it's very important to us to give back. I'm right on, man. Good for you. Thanks. I don't want to take up too much of your time, man, because I know you got another show coming up this week. But what's the timeline for the new album like? Yeah, so where we're at right now is we have the framework for all 10, 11 songs. Some of them are written. Some of them have lyrics. Most of them are just kind of in different stages, but but close to being done. And so we'll take we'll take the rest of the year. I mean, what have we got? Another four months this year. Uh, September, October, November, December. So about four months this year. We'll take that. We'll probably take, we'll play the show this weekend, keep writing, play in Vegas, and then we'll write hard, really finish the album. Yeah. Then we'll go on tour, do our headline tour, then get into the studio, record the damn thing, get all the production done, and then finish the year basically getting production done. And then what we want to do is come out hopefully sometime in the new year, uh, in the first quarter, and... Uh, you know, start putting out singles and and then let the new album rip and then tour, hopefully tour all over the world. I mean, our goal with this next album is to do a world tour. Awesome, man. Yeah. Come out swinging in 2024. Exactly. Exactly. So you'll see us on the road a lot more. We'll hopefully have those headlining dates sometime in the next three weeks or so. That's our goal uh, with our booking agent. We're real excited about that because it's our first headlining tour. Uh, I can't name the bands yet that are with us, but yeah. I know who they are and and they're going to put on a fucking kick-ass show from various parts of the country. Um, very talented dudes. You know, we're very excited about that. And we're very excited about these other shows we're doing. And then we're very excited about the new album. And then 24, watch the fuck out. Awesome, man. Yeah, I'll be looking out for the tour date. Sweet. We'll try to get back your way. All right, man. Well, thanks for chatting tonight, Adam. I'm here for you anytime. Just let me know if you ever want to talk again. Thanks for having us. Good oh, to talk sure. To you. Um, all right, man. Well, thank you, Adam. Hold your Tell